Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we're under the A to Z Sports umbrella. So go make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is episode number 175. The out of sewed titles and are begging for sewed titles of sods. <laughs> a little meta. Sure. Yeah, no, it is. Because this uh, that so title comes from our guy Eldon English, who gave us our so title last week. <laughs> so if we're going back to back Eldon English uh, at Shrike 113 so titles, then you know that we need some new so titles. So tweet at us at Tighten Up Pod on Twitter. You can threads at us at Tighten Up Podcast, or you can Instagram us at Tighten Up Podcast with some so titles. Make them true to the uh, Tennessee Titans, something like inside jokes that only Tennessee Titans fans would get. And we will name the soda after that and give you credit, much like we are to our guy, Eldon English. We have got a massive soda today. We have got a, a, let's just say this is a big haul of an episode, a blockbuster soda. And you're like, wait a minute, Austin, isn't it? The dead of the offseason weren't just last week you complaining about how slow Titans news was. Yeah, I was. And you know what? Then in walked in a man by the name of DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins is a Tennessee Titan. uh, And we are going to bring on our friend Kayla Anderson to talk about that and more. Plus, Jack and I are going to give you our ridiculous takes on the matter. Plus, Derrick Henry tweeted. And when Derrick Henry tweets, we read. And when we read, we talk about on this podcast because uh, Derrick Henry is still the king. And uh, plus, we got a bunch of others. Maybe maybe even a two-tone blue. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where we're at time-wise. But before we get to all of that, let's first get a word from our friends at Relax the Back. Yeah, Austin, the D-Hop news kind of rejuvenated me this week. But if you're right? still struggling to get some sleep and you've got that back and neck pain, maybe the D-Hop news hasn't done it all for you like it has for me. But Relax the Back is the place to go in order to iron out some of those kinks. So if you're like me and you struggle with falling asleep and staying asleep, and, and when you're awake, your posture is bad, you're hunched over, it's, it's causing some strain on your low back, your neck, you're tired of dealing with the everyday pain, walk into Relax the Back. They've got a variety of chairs that combat neck and back pain for those of us who are sitting up all day at work. They've got adjustable like pads you can put in your car to where if you're uncomfortable driving your car, it'll it, it'll kind of align with your spine and make everything okay. Your back will feel good while you're driving. They've got neck massagers, zero gravity chairs, massage chairs. They've got it all, including Technogel and Tempur-Pedic pillows and mattresses 
and all of the latest in sleep technology to help maximize your sleep every night. So go check them out. They're located at 2020 Glenico Road in Nashville, Tennessee. It's right across the road from the Green Hills Regal Movie Theater over in that shopping center by Hillsborough High School. If you're unable to get there in person, don't worry about it. They've got an online selection that matches their in-store selection. You can find what you want and have it shipped to you in no time. You just go check them out at stores.relaxtheback.com slash Nashville and start feeling better today. When you go in, make sure to tell them that A to Z Sports sent you. And with all that said, let's talk Titan. It's rolling around the bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm sucking cold prison. What is up, Flameheads? Welcome into the Tighten Up Podcast. Today is July 19th, 2023, and... Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Wow. I, like... The D-Hop saga, it really wasn't as dramatic as I thought it would be. Like, I knew the Titans would want to be in on him from the start, right? Uh, yeah. The Titans had no receivers. NWI was running wide receiver two. Traylon Burks hasn't even played a full season in the NFL yet. It is is the number one option. But when D-Hop became available, it was so late, and it was after the second window of free agency had closed. You know, you know teams had kind of already allocated their salary cap spending on different free agents from earlier in the offseason. Well. Here comes D-Hop, since everyone's already spent their money. The Titans, who really are in no rush to compete for a championship this season, still had a little extra, you know, in their in their back pocket. Forked it over to D-Hop. Thank God it was just the Titans and the Patriots um, in this thing. I, I know that he was kind of texting with the Chiefs and figuring out whether or not they had the money, but ended up not, not happening, not working out for them. And D-Hop, it's especially great because, you know, and everyone's going to make the memes. We've all seen the memes of, you know, Andre Johnson. We've made the jokes. You've made the jokes. Yeah. Carl Pickens, Yancey Thigpen, all of these guys, uh, Andre Johnson. I mean, just Julio Jones. This isn't really like that, in my opinion. This isn't well, like any of those. And can I say something on that real quick? Because, you know, everyone's saying, oh, well, it looks like Andre John or DeAndre Hopkins just signed his final contract people are basically saying uh this is where wide receivers careers go to die look i'll have you know okay this is not where wide receivers careers go to die randy moss played another season in san francisco after tennessee leo <laughs> jones went to tampa bay after tennessee yeah andre johnson retired a titan but that was solely so he could stick it in texans fa- fans faces mm-hmm uh Yancey Thigpen. I think he I think he retired a uh Titan. Um the uh, uh I'm I'm looking at er, uh, Eric Molds, I believe, retired a Titan. I don't know if David Givens did or not. Look, a lot of these old journeyman wide receivers, sure. Okay, yeah, Yancey, Yancey, Yan- yeah, okay. So some of them, some of them did. Carl, uh let me see Carl Pickens real quick. Uh, but but Randy Moss and Andre Johnson, the two that are there are being thrown around a lot, and Julio Jones or Andre Johnson was Randy Moss and Julio Jones. They did not end their careers in tight in, in Tennessee. So that should be known. People should get that right. So jot that down. <laughs> <laughs> and, Julio... and 
Carl Pickens spent a little time on the Cowboys practice squad. So, look, get it right or pay the price. Yeah, the Cowboys ruined him. The Titans had nothing to do with it. Yeah, the Cowboys anyway, practice squad. You get, to, you get to Julio Jones and and looking at where he was when he got signed by the Titans. He was coming off that that knee injury, and he had dealt with big time ham, hamstring issues while he was in Atlanta as well. He ends up coming to the Titans and he misses one game in Week Two, one game in Week Four. One game in week 11. And then the last four games after straining his hamstring in week 13. Last season, D-Hop's first season off his MCL injury, he was suspended for the first part of the season, which probably helps in recovering it, right? You're not pushing it to the limit Look, in week one. If, I, if if I'm being honest, little badass. Gives him some street cred. Mm-hmm. And you know, he came back. He missed two games in, in 2022, but... They were the last two games of the season. The Cardinals were 4-11. and 11. There was no point in rolling them out there. I forget who was thrown to him at the time. I think it was like Colt McCoy's backup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They've been the Cowboys, CSL guy, Streveler. I mean, the Cardinals passed... Um, uh, why am I freaking blanking on the the little, uh, the little Oompa Loompa? Kyler Murray. The uh, Kyler Murray passed the, the Cardinals... Quarterback depth chart past Kyler Murray is basically like a who's who. It's it's you know like when you're at the bar with your buddy and you're just like, hey, remember that guy? That's the Cardinals depth chart past Kyler Murray. Remember the Cardinal might actually be remember a the fun Cardinal. Game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, D Hop is he's 31. He's got a lot of good football left in him, as he showed everyone last season when he was averaging just about 80 yards a game. Can he find the end zone? That's what the Titans need him to do. I know that he's going to be Tannehill's guy no matter when and where it is on the field. And look, if Tim Kelly picked up too much on Todd Downing's play calling last season, at least the Titans have a guy who can convert third and 11. Right, right. Yeah, and and there's a lot, you know, I mean, uh, there's a lot of analytics guys on Twitter right now jumping in and uh, talking about the uh, the catch radius and how, uh, you know, when he's targeted quarterbacks, uh, completion percentages go up higher than and you know other wide receivers yada 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 which which I look I think is 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 all very much true especially comparative to the other wide receivers the Titans have in their room like you have not just talent in your wide receiver room you have one of the best wide receiver talents in your wide receiver room now you could probably go back and listen to a tighten up podcast episode after June 6th, 2021 and hear us saying the exact same things about Julio Jones, a generational talent is signed by the Titans. However, Julio coming off of injuries, uh, which, yeah, okay. Deandre Hopkins was too, but the, uh, the, the slightly older with Julio than Deandre Hopkins is. And look, even if let's say Deandre Hopkins ends up, with the same fate as Julio Jones. It's still fun to sign Julio Jones and DeAndre Hopkins. I will still die on that hole. Like we are talking Titans football on July 18th. The whole country is talking Titans football on July 18th. Yeah. They may be making fun of us for the signing. <laughs> Honestly, I don't care. It didn't matter if they signed freaking Lamar Jackson or uh, name literally any NFL player, Patrick Mahomes, the NFL would be mocking the Titans right now. That's just what they do. There's no respect for the Titans until they start winning. And 
making signings like this is your best chance to get back to winning. You know, you if you like we Jack and I always talk about it, you want to have one of the top five players at every position. They have that in Derrick Henry. Okay. Now, they now have that in DeAndre Hopkins. In fact, Madden ratings came out this week. Four wide receivers. And guess where DeAndre Hopkins was listed? C five. He was actually seven. But seven, a 93 okay. overall. A 93. Do you remember the last time the Tennessee Titans had a top 10 receiver in Madden ratings? And I know this is Madden ratings. It's video game. Yada, yada. Just, just, I think my point still, my, you, you're it's understanding the star my power. point here. The star power. It's is the here. star power. Like the Titans have a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL. What? Like, what age, what universe are we living in? This is so weird. So for anyone who's like, yeah, this doesn't make sense to me. You don't make sense to us, buddy. (laughs) Like, how could you? I don't understand how you could be a Titans fan and not agree with this move. Because there are people out there that say, oh, why why can't we just spin it somewhere else? Why do we have to... Why have to I know we're talking retread wide receiver. Why, why yeah. can't we go younger and, and right. build for the future? They already are doing that. But you can't have a bunch of young guys in the locker room like Traylon Burks, yep. who has no who had nobody to really teach him and show him the ropes how to succeed yep. in the NFL. DeAndre Hopkins is that and then some. He's going to be a thousand yard guy if he stays healthy. He's going to make Tannehill look good. I mean, just it hasn't been every season that Tannehill has had two viable options at wide receiver on the field at the same time. Even when they had Julio, him and AJ really never played together. AJ and Corey Davis were was his best tandem and I think D-Hop and Burks has a chance to has a chance to be better just because Burks can exceed what CD did and I trust D-Hop to keep AJ's pace. Like and when Tannehill had these two options, it, it was his first two seasons, well really when he took over from uh from Mariota and he threw 55 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. Like Everyone said, oh, the Titans, who cares? Why do they get in a receiver? They still don't have a quarterback. Tannehill can get this stuff done. And I was I, I was talking to a buddy the other day, and, and he was like, well, uh, D-Hop's numbers are going to go down going from Kyler to Tannehill. See, I, said, I know. I don't think I so. I don't think they will. I, number one, I think you give me one year, you give me either Kyler or Ryan Tannehill, and my team's got to win a Super Bowl. I'm taking the guy who's invested, the guy who's been to playoff games and won them. Yeah. Like, I, I think that Tannehill, I think D-Hop should be thrilled. He's, I think he's upgrading from Kyler Murray to Ryan Tannehill. Am I off base by saying that? No, it, and it is It is funny. And look, the NFL is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league. And it's like that with fans, even more so than it is with the people that work within the league. And we, we always talk about, like, the, the NFL is very cutthroat with uh, the joke that NFL stands for not for long. But it's even more so that way with fans because keep in mind, the Titans went seven and 10 last year after starting the year seven and three with Ryan Tannehill as their quarterback, seven and three. Ryan Tannehill goes injured the entire season, just falls to absolute dog shit. The year before that, correct me if I'm wrong, but did the Titans not have the number one seed in the AFC playoffs? With Todd somehow. Downing as their as their offensive coordinator, okay. Somehow, some way they did it. Twelve and five. The year before that, they had the third best offense in the NFL. 
you mean to tell me that you you didn't get there because of your quarterback? So so when the Titans have a good offense, it's because of Derrick Henry. But when they have a bad offense, it's because of Ryan Daniel. No, no, no. The, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's either or. It's an and situation because Derrick Henry was good and because Ryan Tannehill was good. Ryan Tannehill was the statistically in many categories, the third best quarterback in football in 2020. So why you like why people don't think they can get back to that if you put the talent around him. He had the talent around him with AJ Brown. Uh, I mean, in 2021, he had Julio Jones. The, and then, obviously, Derrick Henry popping off. So, like, if you can build a good offensive line that can pro- get Derrick to produce, I mean, he produced 1,500 yards behind Dennis Daly and crew last year, but I'm saying, like, even produce more, and then you you get some weapons for Tannehill, you're going to see this team, this offense, and a competent offensive coordinator. I can't, I can't, I cannot state that enough, a competent offensive coordinator, you can get back to the 30 points per game that we saw literally just two seasons ago. Is anyone else in the NFL going to remember that? No, not at all. Nobody nobody cares about the Titans, okay? And that's just, that's just a fact. That's a case in point. Until the Titans start winning again, then people will start turning heads and start talking about the Titans. But it you have to show them. And if people don't want to believe in Ryan Tannehill, that's fine. I don't care if they do. I, in fact, I'm to the point now where I laugh along when people make fun of Ryan Tannehill. Because uh, well, inside, yeah. inside, I know. I know that he can be good again. You just have to do things like this, like signing DeAndre Hopkins, as they did on Sunday. You know that phrase, you are the sum of who you surround yourself with? That is Ryan Tannehill as a quarterback, right? Yeah, It is. Like, yes. If you don't give him protection, it's going to be bad. If you give him the help he needs, you're a playoff team. And I know the Titans are on a seven-game losing streak, and morale isn't exactly high in the Music City. I know that the D-Hop signing was a huge win for Rand Carthon, who I've got to tip my hat to. I thought he was going to sit on his hands. That move changes everything about Rand Carthon's first offseason as the Titans GM, in my eyes. Um, Let's look at the contract, because... This is an interesting deal. D Hop is locked in pretty much for two years. Like the Titans aren't going to get rid of D Hop after one season. He's got 26 right. mil guaranteed, and he's got some incentives on top of that, some performance based incentives. I looked at him. It's like a thousand receiving yards. You, you got to hit a, a high mark in touchdown catches, a high mark in receptions. So Which it's, you know, should, it's should not fire. be, should not be out of the question. It should not be out of the question in the sense that this is a guy who had 700 receiving yards in just nine games played last year. So a thousand receiving yards should not be out of the it question. Should be and, cake. and you factor and, in that is his tweet talking about the haters and doubters. I, I was now just about, about to bring a, that up. You're talking about a supremely motivated superstar wide receiver. Yeah. In a system, in a in a scheme he's familiar with. The you're, damage you're, that he could do is not being fully recognized by everyone else. The the fueling of the fire. We he look his fire is already fueled Uh, he tweeted i always loved having haters and doubters but i appreciate it even more now tighten up look that's deandre hopkins first taste as what we go through day in and day out as titans fans (laughs) that's true nobody likes us nobody respects us nobody nobody thinks we're any good and look the last seven games we haven't been but we can be and we have been before, 
And look, if you want to count us out, great. The Titans play the best when we are counted out. So let's keep that. Let's keep that fire burnt under our asses. And when you look in the division and you say, well, what does this do for the Titans? I don't know that it elevates you to a Super Bowl contender. You get in the playoffs, anything can happen. Ravens, Joe Flacco, uh, they kind of showed everyone that. And even like the Brock Purdy run last season with San Fran before he went down. I look at the Jags as the team to beat in the AFC South, right? But not by a wide margin now. I mean, by a very thin margin. It was a razor thin margin last season when there was a missed call two weeks into Josh Dobbs' tenure as a starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans with a record amount of players on injured reserve. And the Jags barely walked away with that. Yeah, now, it took uh, it you, took a terrible call by some referees for the Jaguars to win their first division title. And the Jaguars now, years. the Jags now have Calvin Ridley, right? Big time. That's that's good yeah. for that room. Right. Well, the Titans have D-Hop. I don't know what the Jags have that the Titans do not, outside of being that young, up-and-coming team that everybody wants to jump on the bandwagon for right before they get there, right? Like, the, the Titans have been a staple in the playoffs. They've won two out of the last three division titles. Again, the Josh Dobbs call last year prevented that from being three straight in an in a Murphy's Law season. And I, I'm look, I just I look at the Jazz. I think the Titans have the better defense. I think the Titans have the better pass rush. I think the Titans have the better running back. Well, I know the Titans have the better running back. Lawrence edges Tannehill. He's still young. He throws a, yeah. he threw a lot of picks in that in that one playoff game against the Chargers. Ended up throwing more touchdowns, but. There's, you know, he's not exactly a bona fide stud yet. I think he's still got a lot to prove. The wide receivers, now that you add D Hop, are comparable. Still, the Jags probably have the better group, but they're comparable. I, I just think that the D Hop really puts a bow on the Titans' offseason as a team that has no reason to not win 10 games and potentially win the AFC South again. Well, and the addition of D Hop, you're essentially bringing on yet another Jaguar killer onto your roster. DeAndre Hopkins has played nearly an entire NFL season against the Jacksonville Jaguars. 15 games. In those 15 games, 82 catches for 951 yards. He's at a 1,000-yard receiver against the Jaguars alone with six touchdowns. So... Yeah, if I'm if I'm the Jaguars, like I'm still confident as they should be. But you are starting to hear that knock on the front door. Uh are hey, this is the Tennessee Titans. Though? Am I that confident in the Titans? If no, if you're a Jags fan, are you that con- are you that sure that the Titans reign is officially over? No, this is this because is because it where took everything is. last year to for them to fall apart. Every they won they lost six in a yeah. row heading into that last game and yeah. were still winning in the fourth quarter on the road <laughs> right. in Jacksonville. Right. This is where you're at as a Jaguars fan. Okay. You hear the knock on the door. Who who who's there? You just hear some heavy breathing. And you're like, well, you know, you check the ring camera, you don't see anything. <laughs> Heart's starting to race, you know. The music in this horror movie is starting to intensify. You know something terrifying is coming. You don't want to open that door. You don't want to open that door because you know what's behind it. It's going to be Derrick Henry. DeAndre Hopkins, they're going to be looking for their AFC South trophy. <laughs> Look, is that the height? Is that the bar for the season? Yeah, probably right now. Still, let's keep our expectations reasonable. The DeAndre Hopkins signing does not make the Titans Super Bowl contenders. But it is it is getting 
I think the bar now is back into the playoffs. It gets you in the tournament. I think, and I think it, I think it is getting you in. I think it should, the bar, I don't know. Are we putting the bar right above, right under AFC South tight, uh, champions? Well, I, that's what I was going to say next. Like, I don't know that making the playoffs is enough. Right? Because I know, mm-hmm. I, look, the seven-game losing streak is bad. I want that to be over in New Orleans. Yes, That's got to end in New Orleans. Please, please. I want to see the God. I want to see the mascara running down Derek Carr's face after the game. Yeah, and but not just because of sweat. Know. I, I like now. I think that this team could win a playoff game, and if you win one, you can win two. It look FAU did it in March Madness. There, yeah, there's no. countless no, no, examples no. every single season in every single sport. I'm trying to think of the college baseball team that made it. That I mean, far. The, look one, at look. Forget we were just talking Roberts. about them. Look at. Look at the Jaguars last season. You know, like the Jaguars went, you know, toe-to-toe against a hobbled Patrick Mahomes in the divisional round of the playoffs. After winning a playoff game, they had no business winning. After winning a division, they had no business winning. Like, things bounced their way. They took advantage. They got hot. They played very well. I Now I'm thinking, like, that is kind of proof as to just get in and anything can happen. Just get in. Look at the Bengals two seasons ago. Just get in. Nobody was ex- nobody was even thinking about the Bengals two seasons ago. They make a run to the to the Super Bowl. Well, yeah, but Austin, they have a quarterback. They have one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Shut up. Okay. Ryan Daniel took the like literally did what was needed. It, and and we've talked about it too. Like, you don't need Ryan Tannehill to beat Joe Burrow. You don't need him to be a Patrick Mahomes. What you need him to do is to be solid, which he was not in that Bengals game, but he has been solid in just Very about liquid. every other regular season game. And you need, Derek, game. you need Derrick Henry to, to, to pop off. And with a rebuilt offensive line, you can only hope that. And with DeAndre Hopkins on the outside, hopefully he's not sitting out games, final plays like Julio Jones was in the Cincinnati <laughs> game in the playoffs. You know, like it's like, look, this is a step in the right direction. It gets the Titans back in the conversation, which is what we wanted so bad, especially after seven straight losses. This was the first win that I got to experience with the Titans. In fact, this was such a big win for the Titans. I was half expecting to wake up to news that one of our coaches got a DUI. That's where I was at with this win. Yeah, we've been hurt before. <laughs> Let's. I want to ask you this before we go to Kayla. Does it feel like the Titans are winning more in free agency now than they maybe ever have? Look, and I was talking about this. So the assistant program director of the score is a guy by the name of Ryan Porth. He used to work at 102.5 The Game. Obviously, I talk to him a lot because he's a Titans fan, and there's not a lot of those here in Chicago. We were talking today, and I said, you know, it's funny. If you look at the list of free agent signings that Rand Carthon has pulled off this offseason, Sean Murphy Bunting, uh, Arden Key, DeAndre Hopkins. Al Shair. Al Shair. My man is putting together a really, really solid group of, like, no, no head turners other than DeAndre Hopkins. No real, like, no nothing that's going to, like, anyone else is going to bat an eyelash at. But they're pieces that are, like, really good. They're, like, they're like more Harold Landry's. Like, again, Harold Landry outside of Nashville, no one knows who he is. Uh, and I mean that, like, no casual Which is sad because here. he's it, a monster. It's very sad. I'm, and this is not a shot at Harold Landry or the Titans. This is more a, 
the Titans have pieces that the rest of the world doesn't really know about because nobody's talking about the Titans, which is fine. And when you go on seven game losing streaks, you're going to get that. But that's that's who Rand is bringing in more guys like that. And, and he he's had a good off season. I, I'm I, I guess I'm just thinking more of from name recognition, star power. Yeah, you know what they what have you done for me prior to getting signed for the Titans? And I mean they inked. DeAndre Hopkins, Robert Woods, who had a great tenure in L.A. before his injury. They, Julio Jones, huge name. Jadavian Clowney at the time, huge name. Vic Beasley, proven uh, uh, proven idiot now, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, they, I, I just... Kenny Vaccaro, when they needed to, when Cyprian went down. Like, I'm trying to think of more corners. Uh, Logan Ryan, they, they won. I, like, they've been winning big names in free agency. I, I just think that even though the national media's opinion will never change about the Titans, I think that you can see that something's in the water, especially in the free agency pool, and why yeah. Tennessee is becoming a more attractive destination, not only because of the no state income tax. Well, in the words of DeAndre Hopkins, Nashville is a vibe. Last thing I'm going to say about DeAndre Hopkins before we get to a word from our friends at BetMGM Look, the comparisons kind of like when um, Traylon Burks was drafted. A lot of people wanted to make the comparisons to AJ Brown, probably unfairly so. And I think it, it's a little more fair to make the DeAndre Hopkins to AJ Brown comparisons because they are two very elite wide receivers in the NFL, two coveted wide receivers uh, amongst other NFL teams. And it took less than a day. Uh, into being signed for DeAndre Hopkins to show that that comparison is a justified one. A person by the name of Et Babs on the mic tweeted, to be honest, mm. I, I never wanted DeAndre Hopkins in the first place. The Patriots did the right thing. <laughs> for the first time for everything, I guess. <laughs> Do your homework on the free agents, but they knew Hopkins' time is winding down. He's going to be washed this season. He's heading to the Titans. Okay, so DeAndre Hopkins promptly quote tweeted that with you was on my peanut emoji. See, athletes, this is why you shake hands with hand sanitizers. You was probably the same one talking bad about Tom when he left too. SMH. <laughs> that tweet has now been deleted. So look, the comparisons oh. between him and AJ Brown are literally right there. And I think they're fair. I think it's fair to say DeAndre Hopkins uh, will fill in AJ Brown's shoes very well, at least on we the need a, uh, a, deleted a, tweets space. We need a tupper to keep a running count of deleted tweets between D hop and AJ. <laughs> That's the, stat the stats that we that truly matter. care about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a good point. <laughs> All right, Jack, what do we got from BetMGM? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code A to Z sports and you'll receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Find out why BetMGM is a king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification 
and eligibility requirements. First online real money wager only. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus sets. Bonus sets expire seven days from issuance. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789. And now let's get the dollar dollar set! We're joined now by one of our favorite aunts, uh, a, a an aunt who has not been on the pod uh, in a while. Then again, I don't think anyone has. It's the off season. I get delirious. I've been wandering in this uh, barren wasteland of a desert for so long. I've almost forgotten which way is up, but I'm so glad to have the Sherpa that is Miss Kayla Anderson joining us right now. Uh, you can follow her on Twitter at Kayla Anderson TV, and you can check her out every weekday morning from six to 10 on one Oh four, five, the zone. Um, yep. she, she is awesome. And she's our resident, uh, skincare expert. So Kayla, how are you? First of all, how's my skin looking guys? Cause it, you know, glowing as always. Okay. Look, good. I didn't want to say anything cause I didn't want to sound, um, you know, like Creepy? sound. Yeah, and and desperate, but sure. Kayla, stunning. I'll say Thank that you. stunning. Thank you, because it's hard when you get up. And I was telling you guys before we jumped on the pod, like it's hard now when you get up at four a.m. Like you feel like you've got bags that that hang this low under your eyes. Yeah. And now we're in the afternoon when we're taping this podcast, and so I feel like at this point everything has been dragging down on me. But that feels good to know that you guys uh, say I'm still glowing. I take yeah, this is pride in that. It, it is. I will admit it is hard um, having you on the podcast all the time because whenever you join us, I then get demoted to the third best morning radio host on this podcast. And the awkward thing is Jack isn't even a morning show host. So I don't even know how that works, but I somehow I get yourself. down to third. Yeah. Um, do, did you get a nap in today? No naps for this girl. Look, ever. Isn't it weird? Because my whole schedule for the past 15 years has been evening, right? Because yeah. that's on local news when sports goes. But you all know in the South how crazy people are here. They listen to sports <laughs> from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Let's be yeah. honest. And so thus is the morning shift here in Nashville. Um, it's different for me. And so I never have gotten into the nap mode yet because if I take a nap, I wake up and I think I'm in two days after. Like <laughs> it, it, I'm like, what day is it? I'm delirious for like two hours after. So I said, Screw it. No nap. Just give me a margarita and let's keep going. That's in I'm impressed, honestly. Impressive. I am I can't not well, I I'm I'm here I'm going napless today, but most of the days I have to get some sort of nap in and I get it. And guys are a little different. Most of the guys that I talk to, especially the two guys that I co-host with, Ramona Will, they take naps. So I like to be the champ in that category. <laughs> Ramon <laughs> seems like a big napper. I could see that. Yeah, I could see that big For nap sure. guy. Even Absolutely. if he wasn't working mornings. I know, right? <laughs> so getting up at four is pretty tough, no doubt about it. And then you got to yeah. host a morning show. That's a, that's a big morning. But it is. Was it a little easier on Monday going to the studio after the Titans signed oh, DeAndre man. Hopkins? Look, okay, you guys, I I will be the first to admit I kind of felt like it was going to happen. And I think a lot of us would say if it was just between the Patriots and Titans, which seemed to be at this point, the only option that was happening um, unless Kansas city swooped in late or something like that. 
it made way more sense that the Titans, you know, signed him than the Patriots. I'll go into a little bit of that a little later, but I did not know I'd wake up on Monday, the start of SEC media days here in Nashville, which was supposed to be the headline for us. And it be instead DeAndre Hopkins, but I was not complaining. I mean, yeah, you know, like Twitter, social media, I don't think there was a time that it went, went silent on Monday. I mean, it was 24 hours of DeAndre Hopkins uh, hashtagging. It was so the, we, the happiest I've been as a Titans fan since yeah. that Thursday night in Green Bay. And right? even that was short-lived <laughs> because there was a DUI that came shortly after. Yeah, Todd Downing. Uh, yeah, that yeah. Kind of was yeah, the fall of, of grace out. for the Titans last year. Right. Well, Kayla, Austin and I, you know, before D-Hop made this official, we were, we were kind of the same way. We were leaning like D-Hop to Nashville. It makes so much sense. You've got Tim Kelly. You've got Vrabel. Whereas... You go to New England and you've got to work like hard all training camp under Bill right. Belichick. That doesn't sound like something a wide receiver of DeAndre Hopkins caliber would do. What do you think it was about the Titans that pushed them over the edge and kind of nudged the Patriots there? First of all, let me start with, and I am kind of joking about this, but kind of serious. Like when you come to Nashville now as a free agent or just any player, really. I mean, this is why players are moving here uh, in every pro sport in the offseason, because when you get to Nashville, it's a thing like it's a great city. It's a vibrant city. Things are happening. You can choose to be in the action. You can choose to be out of the action. Um, we all know the income tax and everything that comes along with that in the state of Tennessee too. And I think when you put all that together um, on the non-football side of things, it's really attractive for any professional player. So I think when DeAndre came here to visit, you know, he got the whole service. He saw the car with the welcome DeAndre Hopkins and, and clearly, you know, got showed around town by some of the guys. I think he probably did really um, fall in love with the energy of the city. Cause I think that's a thing. I definitely I've lived in several different cities. It's always a thing when I go to a city, if there's a, a type of energy or not. So I think he definitely probably felt that. And then once you get here and you get in the room with Mike Vrabel, who, like you mentioned, he was in Houston when Mike Vrabel um, was on the staff and then became defensive coordinator. And to add to that, he was also with Tim Kelly and he had been with Tim Kelly before Kelly even became the offensive coordinator for several years. So they knew each other very well. I feel like Tim Kelly, as long as you do the work uh, and he sees, you know, that part of it um, and he knows you're a pro that's a good relationship it's an easy relationship um, so I feel like DeAndre could come here he could still kind of do the things where Vrabel's gonna let his players that are that are veterans kind of take some time off during the season during the week um, but I feel like there was some conversation with hey if you can be here by training camp let's get things going in training camp once you get in the season we'll give you some time off during the week um, but essentially like he can get out there on the field he knows he's going to probably be wide receiver number one and he can pretty much you know do what he wants to do if if Tim Kelly's offense is, like we've all heard, changing just a little bit um, now that he is taking over as offensive coordinator. So you're saying that Tim McGraw, su Sunday night, CMA Fest, had some impact, no impact, big impact? What do you think? 
You know what? Look, Tim McGraw is a, one of the best to ever have done it, right? <laughs> I mean, he's, his time has con- come and gone in the, in the limelight, but he was mm-hmm. one of the originals here to do it. And so anytime you go to a country music concert with him, even if you're not a huge country music fan, I feel like you got to respect it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like you you take him to something like that, you know they've tipping back some bottles and stuff. <laughs> it, it was a whole thing. So whether or not you like country music or not, that was definitely a vibe. Well, in the words of Tim McGraw, of, some credit. Yeah, in the words of Tim McGraw, I I feel like you know, uh, live like you were dying. He probably told DeAndre, "Live like you were dying," and and no one knows how to live like you're dying like a team that's on a seven game losing streak. So oh. I feel like that right there <laughs> right? should. Uh, Kayla, what do you think it was about Nashville <laughs> that uh, put Nashville over the edge? Do you think it was like the Cumberland Science Museum, uh, or excuse me, the Adventure Science Center, uh, Pancake Pantry, Parthenon, Parthenon? Parthenon. Okay. Thank you, I Kayla. Can do it. I'm a big Parthenon fan, uh, yeah. but my co-host here is not. He <sighs> always bashes the history of the Nashville being the Athens of the South. It is the yeah. only two-scale replica of the parthenon anywhere in the world so i feel like that alone is i love that it's here i just i think it's a little overhyped i love that it's here i've done the field hyped no one is hyping the parthenon no one other than myself is hyping the parthenon i didn't even know about it until like probably a year and a half into this (laughs) you know experience in nashville and that was yeah i mean that was six years ago but i was like oh this is actually a rep oh okay yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe no. maybe I'm overthinking the hype. Full size. about the I, I don't want. I don't understand, Jack. Why you hate you hate the Parthenon simply I don't because you think Parthenon. it's overhyped, but nobody's hyping it. So I don't understand how it could be overhyped if no one's hyping it. This could be an entirely different podcast episode if we go down <laughs> the Parthenon train. We've got to kind of keep it on track. Just well, a okay. History of Nashville. All right. So, but I do like that. I do like that answer, uh, Kayla. I the Parthenon. That was clever. Yeah. Um, Derek Henry tweeted. And when Derek Henry tweets, we all listen, um, Mm -hmm. about the running back position. And I've kind of always, well, I've always felt in the camp that he is, uh, he is in, uh, in terms of having the backs, uh, having the backs of running backs. And I, but I've never felt that way about him specifically because I think he is an anomaly. I think he is, uh, you know, until he can shows you any uh, regression, I feel like he is still at the cream of the crop at mm-hmm. that position. But we are starting to see like nobody cares about that position anymore. Guys yeah. are like teams are, you know, doing kind of like what the Titans would do draft like a Tajay Spears and then just give them the starting job. Hopefully they produce if they don't. Oh, well, we'll just throw the ball anyway. Right. Is the running back position going to go the way of what the fullback did just a couple of years ago? Look, I I truly hope not. I personally myself enjoy the running back position and, and what some of these special talents can do. And I think that's where you have to start. I think there's good running backs. And then I think there's really good running backs. And I get the argument now and the business side of things by teams thinking, okay, these guys are replaceable, right? And their longevity in the league, not as long because, oh, heck, they just get put out there and put their entire bodies on the line times 20. 
um, compared to any other player. And then we'll just draft another one and replace them. And if that one doesn't work out, we'll draft another one and replace them. Um, so I do feel like the business side of things that that's simple to say that. And the Titans have, have really done that in terms of drafting guys, but they've had to stick with one guy for what reason guys? Cause he's special. And that's the point that you made Austin. Like this is some type of a back we have not seen, uh, really in a long time and the longevity of him, even after a foot injury, which I thought that would take him back a step. And then last year, even with a crap offensive line, he was still able to hold his own for the most part and, and get his own in terms of numbers, but there's not a ton of those guys out there. I think Nick Chubb is one of those guys in Cleveland. I think he has been a solid uh, back for them in, in terms of, you know, if you want to get into the numbers too, but even a guy like Saquon Barkley, as talented as he is, you guys, he's been hurt a lot of his career. And yeah. that's the thing. Like it's one thing to get hurt and then come back and, and be ready to go again. His has been off and on, off and on and off and on. It hasn't been consistent in terms of his career. So you can really start to separate backs if you want to get into that in terms of the injuries too. But I just think it's tough because I hate to see it devalued like that, but because there are those backs that can come in and just do a decent job. And that's enough for a lot of offenses in the NFL nowadays, because it is a pass happy league, they can get away with it. But on the team in terms of the Titans and Derrick Henry, like because it's been so run based, heavy run, heavy based, it's that's worked out for Derrick Henry. Like he's in the best position or has been in the best position for the last few years because that's what they do. They run the damn ball. Now that could change in the future, but right now I, I hope it doesn't go away like that um, in terms of the value and turn into the fullback position. One thing I suggest they do is what tight end you is, right? George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, they have been valuing their position in a way that I think is brilliant. They do this tight end you camp every single year in Nashville. They not only get the pub, in terms of the NFL, the NFL films are there. Everybody's there, you know, giving them pub, but they're getting it out there that they feel they should be valued just as much as some of these wide receivers. So in turn, I think it, they could get some, you know, pay increase in the future too, if they continue to do this. And it just gets great minds together and say, what can we do to continue to have this position valued in the NFL? I think the running back. Yeah. That. that is a yeah. great yeah. idea. I mean, you got to think that like the, eventually, running the football is going to come back in style, right? Like, I would it's, think so. Like, it's like just going to take one team with a great running back to win a Super Bowl. Like all the all the pat the most recent Super Bowl winners haven't spent money on a running back, and True. I think that that's kind of been you know carrying this trend where you don't have to pay a running back to win a Super Bowl. You don't need to pay a running back. Use that money right. elsewhere, and yep. I, I think that's it's kind of lit the trend up a little. To me, it's like fashion where it's like, you know, yeah, bell bottoms were big in the 70s. Now they're coming back again. And I'm <laughs> like, maybe, maybe running backs will do the same. I don't know. To me, I don't want to see the running back position die because <laughs> that, frankly, that's the one thing the Titans have done well in their 25 years as a franchise. I yeah. think about it. We've had three generational running backs <laughs> in this franchise's history. And this franchise has only been around for long enough to rent a car. So Truth. I feel like it is, I, I don't want to do away with it. To me, that would be like Nashville saying, Hey, pizza's illegal. 
And the Titans are freaking DeSanos or Slim and Huskies, wherever oh you want to go. No, we cannot see those go. No. So, like, I don't want the, like, I want this, I want the trend of running the football to come back in style, which is why I'm banking on this hopefully rebuilt offensive line, putting together a year and Derek yep. popping off for another 2K or close to it season. Well, and here's the thing. What's, there's nothing wrong either with even a little bit of balance like they had when Arthur Smith was here and you saw some of the play action with, you know, because you had guys like AJ Brown and Corey Davis here and they kind of worked well together. Then you added in Derrick Henry and we saw more of a well-balanced offense, but still Derrick was a a feature of the offense, right? I think that's okay to have. And I think you should have that because I know that this has been said time and time again, but really when it comes to the playoffs, you should have, you should have a team that can run the ball. You really well, should. I mean, the Titans have proved that you need to run the ball because yeah. in their playoff losses, a lot of people want to pin it on Tannehill, but true, Derek has not produced in those playoff losses. Yeah. Uh, the Ravens against the Bengals and even yeah, against yeah. the Chiefs in the AFC title game uh, That's a good three point. seasons ago. Uh, really, this team only gets going, and I mean, you could say it's the cold weather or whatever you, you want it to be, but it to run the football in January is probably the most important time. Like mm-hmm. we all praise and, and laud over D Henber, but running yeah. the ball in January is probably the most important for at least this franchise. I would totally agree with that. And, and history, you know, like you said, playoffs have, have not, you know, treated him exactly the, the best. And let's remember too, I am going to go back to when they hosted the Bengals and really if you want my honest opinion guys I don't know if he should have been in that game I know he was he was healthy enough but why wouldn't you just keep Deontay Foreman who had already done his job up to that point why didn't you just leave him in there I felt like there was a lot of pressure on Derek in that situation I don't think mentally he was ready for that and who would be I mean, honestly, you come back and that's the game you're going to start in after coming off of a season where you're trying to heal in your your weird broken foot, which some guys don't even come back from that type of surgery. Um, I think that's also something you, you can't really pin a lot on him on was that specific game. The, they just couldn't find a rhythm on the ground. Deontay Foreman, no. it seemed like whenever he touched it, good things would happen. I hate that he's not here. I hate that Hilliard's a free agent. Maybe they bring him back. It depends on probably what goes on with Hassan Haskins, but... Yeah, um, I, I guess my next question is, what does this DeAndre Hawkins deal, because it's two years almost fully guaranteed, what does that mean for the Titans at quarterback? Do they maybe open the door up for Tannehill to come back for another year, or do they just cross their fingers and pray that Will Levis is ready to start in his second season with, I mean, if you retain Derrick Henry, a pretty talented group of, of skill players you have outside with you. Yeah, this is how I look at that. If this year it works, right? Like if you see Tannehill stay healthy, he's able to kind of um, steer the ship. You see Derrick Henry, um, you know, do his thing. And look, I think Tajay Spears will be incorporated a little bit more 
um, as a running back and even in the pass game too, right? In the pass catching game. Cause I think he's one of those guys we can see it on the outside a little bit too. He's, he did that a lot in camp where he was practicing this. So I think he will be incorporated a little bit in the run game, but, and then you have a guy like Deandre Hopkins who comes here on a, you know, we think he's going to be here for probably two years. If you get that going chemistry wise and Ryan and Deandre kind of click, I say, why break up a good thing? And Uh, you could really carry off some momentum from this next season if it goes well into the the next season. So I would almost say, yeah, why not just have Tannehill here for another year? Um, If they're still producing, why get rid of them? And look, I know people would be like, well, that – that kind of prohibits Will Levis's, you know, growth, not really because there's still a lot of growth to be had by that guy. Like I, I really do believe he can be the quarterback in the future, but why speed it up if it doesn't need to be Mm. that way? Why not just have a solid backup then in Levis, if you can have that and, and know that you've got your one and two guy. And at any point, if Ryan gets hurt, you're then probably confident, okay, Levis can step in and then take it from there. Yeah, I mean, he's a second-round draft pick. They don't have a ton of money invested into him. No. Um, it's it's definitely going to be a unique situation. Earlier, you mentioned that Tim Kelly is, is you know, there's going to be tweaks to the offense. Yeah. Uh, you talk to Coach Mack all the time. You've got, you know, Titans radios in the building over there. What tweaks should we be expecting? Like, what? obviously, hopefully less first and 10 runs into the ground, right? Like, yeah. is that a starting yeah. point? Yeah, or us? no, second and 10 runs, yeah. Second, second and 10 runs, yeah. I think that's a, we, we can um, make sure that that never is happens again. Like, <laughs> I mean, if, if the fans are calling the plays, like that's not a good thing, right? That's probably not a good thing, but yeah, I think <laughs> it, with Tim Kelly's offense, the biggest thing you guys that we heard before um, the off season by Vrabel was just this, the, the speed. And we kind of, I think misinterpreted that we thought maybe that was getting quicker offensively when more so it was just kind of like getting plays set up quicker, um, shortening the the lingo of plays where, you know, it, it speeds things up where the offensive line is, is, you know, kind of getting up there early and things are happening quicker. Right. And you're catching the defense off guard because here's the thing, like we were hearing that Todd Downing was having two or three like sentence, like play calls. And that does not probably fare well for everybody. Um, And so I think like just speeding up things in terms of that is, is part of the new offense. But I do really believe now, especially since you got DeAndre Hopkins. And if you really want my honest opinion, I think this has kind of been in the plan because remember the draft, we heard rumors of them trading with Arizona up. And then Mm -hmm. part of the package was DeAndre Hopkins. And then after the rookies signed, they said, we are going, you know, we have a plan we have a plan with free agents. I feel like this has always kind of been in the back of their mind that DeAndre was going to come here. Um, And now that it's happening, I think Tim Kelly, you know, looks at that and says, hey, we still are going to be the Titans team that's going to run the ball. Like, we're not going to take anything away from Derrick Henry in that aspect. We're going to play solid defense, um, play physical defense. But you know what? We are going to we're going to do some more in the passing game. We're going to look for some big plays. We now have DeAndre Hopkins, who is a defensive nightmare for coordinators. Um, and then you got Traylon, who's going to take a huge jump this year. I think he's just 
he's going to have a huge year. And now you got Chigakonkwo. I think versatility with this offense is a thing. And I think, you know, using that, getting creative, I think that's all going to be a part of this offense. So it's not going to be just, oh, we know exactly what's coming. We know exactly how what this is going to be on second down. That's no longer going to be the case, I think, in this offense. Well, it's kind of like the frustration we all had on third and short last year when Derrick Henry would be sitting on the sidelines. Yep. It's just having a DeAndre Hopkins on the field makes defenses need to account for him. And maybe it takes one or two guys out of that 10-man box that Derrick Henry has to see on every down or vice versa. Maybe, uh, you know, like it opens up that box for Derrick Henry or it it it. If there's stuff in the box, it opens things up over the top for DeAndre Hopkins. And now it just opens up the offense in so many ways just by being on the field. Yeah. So I feel like that alone is is a win. I do, too, because you look at Arizona last year and the production he had in only nine games. Right. And that is pretty impressive considering the fact I think he had over 700 yards um, but if you look at the, his utilization against other wide receivers in the league I think he was one of the most utilized wide receivers that that you know during that time compared to anybody else in the league like they use him because he can it, he's not the best route runner, runner but he knows how to make plays and i think any defense that's a nightmare and then you add into it you know finding success with what you have now in that offensive you know room with like i said again chig and and Traylon, i think you could really have some issues now that DeAndre is here. It's, it takes one guy to kind of, I'm not saying he's the missing piece to winning the Super Bowl, but it makes things in that wide receiver room and on that offense a lot, you know, harder to game plan for than when he wasn't there. You don't have to say it. We'll say it. DeAndre Hopkins is the missing piece to a Titan Super Bowl. There, there you go. go. Look, <laughs> I, go. we're going to see DeAndre Hopkins hoisting a Lombardi come February. We called it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, this will be this yeah. will be fun to look back to when they blow a 17 point lead to the Chargers in the wild card round. <laughs> oh, please. The Chargers ain't winning. Like, I'm sorry. I, I like Justin Herbert, but there there is something about that team. I just don't think, I don't know what it is, guys. I they just can't. I don't think they're gonna be able to get over the hump. The the Jags lost. That's gotta be that's gotta be a, a mental yeah. hurdle that they're gonna have I to figure know. out a way to get over. Call that, the that, Dallas that Cowboys. Hmm. Hmm. Austin, you got anything to close? Kayla, look, as the Titan Up podcast, as the Titan Up podcast, we would be right. remiss MLB All-Star game in your hometown of Seattle. Uh, how was that for you? I like just like seeing your the Emerald City being put on the national stage. Well, let's just say I was extremely jealous of everybody who was up there, including probably half of my friends and a majority of my extended family. Um, I was jealous. I, I'll just be real. Like, I was like, why can't I be here? Why can't I have a private jet? Why can't I know someone who has a private jet so I can just at least go up there for the day? Um, <laughs> no, but in all, in all, 
in all seriousness, it was freaking cool. And I think you guys, like, wa- if you watched it, like, just the crowd was awesome. Um, it, it was really cool. Like, um, you know, just the energy in the Pacific Northwest when it comes to sports. I know sometimes they get the short end of the stick because, like, you don't really pay attention to a lot of that up there because it's so far away. But, like, people love sports up there. And to have the all-star game there with now having to star again in Julio Rodriguez and then having – who I grew up with, Ken Griffey Jr., Edgar Martinez, like um, all of those guys get, get coming out there and giving the love and receiving the love from the city again, like that was incredible. Except for one thing I will say about the All-Star Game, like you need to go back to letting them wear their own unis. I agree. Totally agree. I, I absolutely, they had that. They had the logo on the hats, but the hats were all the same color. It wasn't the same. Sure. It was just, it, it was too much. Just yeah, let, them, let the, them rep their teams. My internet connection sucks right now. So that's what it is. But it used to be where they would wear their uh, MLB, like all-star jerseys on home run derby night and then wear their actual jerseys in the game. Somewhere that swapped. Yeah. And I don't know where it went, but but it's ridiculous. But Kayla, you dropping a King Griffey Jr. and Edgar Martinez and uh i don't know if you mentioned jay buhner or or joey cora dan wilson yeah that entire uh the big unit ichiro late 90s mariners team my goodness that is my you are speaking my language and that is that was my that was my team growing up and i am in i'm i'm in love that we were able to work these references onto a titans podcast of course i wouldn't have in any other way guys that's fantastic. Kayla, thanks so much for joining us. You can follow her at Kayla Anderson TV on Twitter. You can listen to her and hear her talk with Will Bowling and Ramon Foster on 104.5 The Zone every single weekday morning. Kayla, you're awesome as always. I'm glad you got your Seattle moment. Let's cross our fingers and hope that DeAndre Hopkins was that missing piece for a Super Bowl. We called it. Thanks, guys. There are no flags on the field. It's a miracle. Tennessee has pulled a miracle. Special thanks to Kayla. She is awesome, even though uh, my internet connection is totally spotty right now. Uh, shocker, I know, to anyone who regularly listens to this podcast, it's uh, I, I could live in a million-dollar mansion and yet still have of uh, a hobo's wi-fi that is <laughs> basically where i'm at in life um and i don't understand why i have tried every trick of the trade but we're gonna have to power through because that's what we do and um i figured you know this would be a great time for a two-tone blue yeah <laughs> because blue. there was some news this week the new york giants and saquon barkley Probably not going to strike a new deal before training camp, meaning the situation there, a little rocky. And does that mean Saquon Barkley is going to be a giant for much longer? I don't know. But if he's not, two-tone blue? It's interesting. Him and Derrick Henry are going to be a free agent at the same time if the Giants don't tag him again. And in order for the Giants not to tag him again, maybe this time he sits out. I think they play the Cowboys week one. That's a game he can't miss. Or can he, to really prove a point? That is that is an interesting deal, and Saquon's a very interesting player because I think if injuries weren't a thing, Saquon Barkley is probably the best running back in football. But injuries are a thing, 
and the best available, uh, the best ability is availability. And Derrick Henry is durable. Saquon has not been durable. So uh, you know, the thing about the franchise tag is it running at the running back position. It's ten million dollars, just about flat, flat ten mil, which is far fewer dollars than Saquon should be making and Josh Jacobs should be making. Like Tony Pollard signed on, signed off on it, happy as a clam because I mean, how could he not be happy? Tony Pollard, $10 million, that's a bargain, uh, for Tony Pollard at least. But I don't know. I think of a couple things here. This is good for the Titans' chances to re-sign Derrick Henry if you re-sign him. But if you try and franchise tag him, I'm a volcano might erupt. And the Titans have some goodwill with Derrick Henry to, to use. But I don't know. I, I just think that since Saquon's not setting the market, and the market staying the same because of the franchise tag, doesn't that inherently make Derrick Henry more affordable for the Titans once his contract expires? Yes, and I I do agree with that sentiment. But you know, I did see a tweet the other day from Matt Miller at NFL Draft Squad Draft Scout, who said he's been saying it for years. Number one, you draft a running back. Number two. You play the running back. And then if he's good, number three, you franchise tag the running back one time. And then you go back to number one and draft a running back again. Okay. So look, I think the blueprint is kind of all but laid out right there by Matt Miller. Now, I will say that that tweet was quote tweeted <laughs> by one Derek Lamar Henry Jr., to who said at this point, just take the running back position out the game. Then the ones that want to be great and work as hard as they can give, give the, to give their all to an organization just seems like it don't even matter. I'm with every running back that's fighting to get what they deserve. Now, Derek grouping himself in, with every other running back that gives their all to an organization is kind of cute because while Derek does give his all to the Titans organization, I don't think anyone, anyone with air in their lungs will disagree with that sentiment. It is funny to see him compare himself with other running backs because he is essentially a defensive end that just has so happens to carry the football. He an animal that you would see caged up at the zoo that carries the football on Sundays. He is a circus sideshow freak with his size when he is handed the rock. So to see him like say, yeah, I'm just one of the guys. I'm just one of the running backs and I'm sticking up for my kind. Derek, look, I, I hate to be the one to break this to you. I mean, I would say, you know, you might want to sit down for this, but I, we don't want you to break any more chairs you're not like everyone else. Like you're, you are different now. However, Jack, to your point. Yeah. I do think that does mean that they are going to like, it, it, this does help the Titans with renegotiations, like especially with what's going on this off season where no running backs are getting signed and the overall price tag for running backs is diminishing. In fact, right now the running backs, the, there are 56 guys in the NFL right now that make 20 million plus per year right now. 
17 of those are quarterbacks. 13 are wide receivers, nine interior D linemen, seven edge guys, five offensive tackles, two cornerbacks, two guards, one inside linebacker, and a partridge in a pear tree. And that's it. No running backs anywhere to be found on that list. So will you be able to get a Derrick Henry at a cost at a pretty good deal next season? I mean, things are looking good. I, if you play the stock market, this would be like buying a uh, buying like Radio Shack stock right now. It's like, look, go ahead, you know, invest in it because it can only go up, right? You'd think it, it's such a tricky position because I feel like it was almost ruined by two guys. Like Ezekiel Elliott got that huge deal and just went to Cabo yeah. and got fat the entire offseason. And he still hasn't lost all the way. Yeah. And then Todd, Todd I, I think he went to the planet of Endor because he has an Ewok. <laughs> and, and Todd Gurley got handed that huge deal and his knee turned into dust. Like and now Kamara, Kamara's fresh off a new deal. I'm not sure what Kamara's got left in the tank. I like. They need a guy like Derrick Henry who can show the league that being dominant for eight to nine or even seven years is a possibility and is worthy of a second contract, a lucrative second contract. Not, not, not any of this peanuts business going on at the running back position right now, but yeah, the running backs need, they need to unionize the guy to do it behind is Derrick Henry. And I can promise you that every running back in the NFL, even the ones in his own division will be pulling for Derrick Henry to lead the league in rushing again. If it's not them, they're going to be pulling for Derrick Henry because he's the oldest, most established, most dominant running back who is still capable of proving that, hey, you can get a running back on a second contract and he'll be just as productive as that first contract. Yeah, he's also one of those guys who doesn't speak out much. So when he does, people take notice. People's heads turn a little bit. However, I will say this. I did notice one fateful thing, one fateful flaw in Derek Henry's tweet. And it's disheartening to say the least. Mm. Um, as a Titans fan, quite frankly, a little embarrassed. Might be the first time I've ever been embarrassed by Derek Henry in my entire life. But I noticed that Derek Henry is a space between punctuation guy. He double spaces. I don't know if you noticed this in his tweet, Jack. Oh, I know what you're saying. He spaced he goes, it. So as word finishes, then a space, then the period, then the space. So the period's kind of on its own island. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't, yeah is that, is that super? Is that superstar um, font though? I think that's superstar font. Let's start calling it superstar font because I feel like all the biggest and the best do it. I, I think LeBron might do it. No. Okay. I don't care if the biggest superstars in the world do it. It's wrong. It's not grammatically correct. It's uh, this to me, this is right on the same plane as Cam Newton's weird ass font. Okay. That's weird. There's a line here, but I, I'll tell you this, Austin, if Derrick Henry's wrong, I don't want to be right. <laughs> Which is fair. That's a, that's a good rebuttal. That's a fair argument. In fact, look, maybe English teachers now should teach it this way. Yes, yeah. yeah. They want to take books out of the I mean, libraries. Well, maybe Derrick Henry should write a book and kind of reinvent 
punctuation in the English language as a whole. I would support it. Every everything we've learned from Mark Twain and Ernest Hemingway over the years, throw it all out the window because Derrick Henry is here to say you put a space in between your punctuation. Okay, if you, if you want to mean what you say and say what you mean, go word space punctuation space. Trust me, it overemphasizes that comma. It overemphasizes that period. It overemphasizes that exclamation mark. Or in Derek Henry's case, that question mark, because we don't know what we're going to get moving forward. Look, I love you, Derek. You can do no wrong in my mind. What we do know is going to be happening moving forward is an old friend alert. We've got an old friend alert this week. Former player. Now a coach. Luke Stocker. Welcome to the Tennessee Titans coaching staff. He's been hired as the quality control guy, and he's going to help out with tight ends coach Tony Dews, who's also the former running backs coach. Um, Luke Stocker, one of the best blocking tight ends in the league when he was around. Uh, He actually caught a touchdown pass in that Week 18 elimination game, Titans-Colts, in 2018. Maybe it was Week 17 at the time. I don't know. But uh, Luke Stocker's back on the staff. Jack. Luke Stalker is known for one thing and one thing only. Yeah, sadly. Okay. Right. Luke Stalker is known for one thing in Titans history, and that is the fourth and goal run, fourth and one run from the goal line against the Houston Texans on Monday Night Football, where that <laughs> idiot Matt LaFleur decided idiot. to hand the ball off to Luke Stalker instead of Derrick Henry. For Luke Stalker's first career carry in the NFL, for his first career carry in the NFL or high or, or or college, for his first career carry in the NFL, college or high school, for his first career carry in the NFL, college, high school or middle school, that Luke Stalker is now on the Titans coaching staff. Talk about man. Vrabel loves to hire people that he has worked with before in the past. We've known this. And in no time, Luke Stalker will be the Titans offensive coordinator. Like 2028, if Luke Stalker isn't the Titans OC, <laughs> something went terribly wrong. Or maybe right. But yeah, Luke Stalker. So I think it's good to have him on staff because Chig is not going to be a blocking tight end. Obviously, he's too explosive. He's too fast. He's just too athletic. But I think it's good to get Stalker in there to kind of teach him the fundamentals, how to be how to be as good as you can be. And, of course, they brought in new Luke Stocker, new Jeff Swaim, Trevon Wesco, Trevon Wesco this offseason, former Bear, who did a lot of what Luke Stocker did during his time in Tennessee with Chicago in the last few years. So uh, I'm cool with it. Quality control, tight end assistant, get him on the staff, get him up to speed, and hire him as OC down the road. That's the plan. That's the Luke Stocker career path. Oh, man. I never thought I would see the day where Luke Stalker would reemerge in Titans lore, but uh, here we are. Here we are. You know, you just got to have to roll with the punches. As a Titans fan, we know that with the good comes the bad. And if we're going to sign a DeAndre Hopkins, we also have to get ready for the gut punch. That is the the reminder of one <laughs> Luke Stalker. 
gosh, I will never forget. People don't forget LaFleur. People don't forget. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised Green Bay didn't jump on him before the Titans, but it's good to have him back in the state. Yeah. Uh, the um, last piece yeah, of Matt news. LaFleur would hand him a job before handing anyone else a job. <laughs> the last piece of news we have to get to this week, Rashad Weaver who was drafted. You remember when he was drafted and uh, I'm pretty sure it came out that the Titans had no idea he was arrested like a couple days prior for an incident, like, like a domestic violence incident. He was, it was in Pittsburgh and those charges were dropped uh, over the last few days. So good news on the Rashad Weaver front. Also the longer the Hassan Haskin things goes on and he's still on the team makes me start to believe that he's going to stay on the team. Like, I know that not every, you know, case like this is alike, but the Titans didn't, I mean, the Titans were patient in letting that Rashad Weaver case play out. I wonder just how they move in the Hassan Haskins case. But every day that passes, I think you have a greater and greater chance of Hassan Haskins being a Titan in 2023. There's, there's still a court case to come and, you know, a bunch of other stuff that we probably don't know about, but I don't know. I just, I, I, I just, I, I feel like Hassan Haskins is is going to be a Titan. I don't know. Is that too big of? A I don't jump? know if the two correlate necessarily. I mean, in things like this, you want to be overly cautious. Uh, you want to make sure that the you know the judicial system plays itself out, and you want to be right more than you want to be quick you know if that makes True. sense um obviously the the details of it uh, look we and we talked about it last week the details of of the whole situation are disgusting and horrific but in the in america it is it is your right to be considered innocent until proven guilty and i think that until the titans have like Unless they run their own investigation, which I think would interfere with any police investigation, you have to and or if you have any true evidence that he is, in fact, guilty, I think you have to just kind of wait for the court system to play out. Now, will the court system play out before the 53 man roster is solidified? If it's anything like the Weaver case. I don't think so. And, and keep in mind. There's, there's no way. There's no way it does. Yeah. If. if well, Weaver's case, which was in April of 2021, just got thrown out. Like, who knows when a ruling on Hassan Haskins will come? And by the way, the judge in the Weaver case, his last name was Mariani. I don't know if that, if there is some inside business or what was going on up there. But, well, thank you for that, Mark. We appreciate it. I uh, talk about talk about Mark Mariani giving us another break. Am I right? Oh, come on! His legs healed. What? <laughs> I I I think the this year in training camp, remember, there aren't multiple rounds of cuts. We're going from 90 guys down to 53 all in one week this year, um, which is different than in years past. So I think the Titans very well could ride this out to that very final cut day. And then maybe you'll see Hassan Haskins if it's still up in the air, which I'm sure it will be. I think maybe he does get the Knicks. Um, but I don't think the Titans have any obligation to, to cut him 
prior to that. So no, I think we maybe, just kind of have to wait and see. Yeah, maybe I was jumping to a conclusion there, but I, I don't know. It's just it's surprising that it took that long for the Weaver case to play out. But um, good news for Rashad Weaver. He is now free of all charges um, or allegations. I don't know. But I mean, that about does it for this week, doesn't it? We we touched, we hit on all the big stuff. Yeah. D-Hop's here. Kayla's here. Derek's still here and online a little bit more than he was. Um, Luke Stalker has arrived. A lot of good things are happening. for the t- This was a great week to be a Tennessee Titans fan. Let's just, you know how in, in training camp they talk about stacking good days? Titans fans, we just need to stack good weeks. Because I think we're eight Sundays away from regular season NFL football. Let's just stack a few good weeks. We'll be there soon. Let's stack some good internet, too, if we can. I wish you guys could see the behind the scenes of the recording of the second half of this podcast. Things went swimmingly until about halfway through the Kayla interview, and then things went uh, south quickly. Um, I'm hoping that Jack edits this well enough to where it doesn't sound terrible. (laughs) But it is... is it is a grueling process for Jack and I to go through right now because we have to give a take and then wait like three or four seconds for the other one to respond. And then if we make a joke, we have to wait three or four seconds for the laugh, which for me is excruciating because oh, I hurts. am very much, I pl- I feed off of the laughter and the reaction that I get to anything I say. So which is why I've got all the credit in the world to like, even though I know a lot of you hate him, the Jared Stillman's of the world where it's a one man mic on radio shows, those guys deserve all the credit in the world because that is the hardest thing in the world to do. And I'm getting a little taste of that right now with this super delay. So Jack, we'll get out of here. Follow the show at tighten up pod on Twitter, tighten up podcast on Instagram, tighten up podcast on threads now too. What's up, dude? Not to brag. And uh, you can follow Jack on Twitter at Jack A. Gentry. You can follow me on Twitter at Austin Huff. Follow, of course, A to Z Sports on all of the socials. A to Z Sports, who broke the DeAndre Hopkins news to you? Let it be remembered. Who broke the news to you? And now, it wasn't either of us tighten up idiots. But it was uh, it was A to Z Sports that broke the news. So always remember that. Jack, my internet connection is so unstable. I'm probably speeding up and slowing down as I'm delivering this uh, final monologue. So, Jack, do you have anything for the road? No, but that's a good – I'm glad you brought that up at the end. Credit to Doug Kayed, who um, broke that on his last day with A to Z Sports. He's now working with the Boston Herald covering the oh. Patriots. So big ups to Doug. Um that is uh that that's a huge story for them to break and A to Z to break. So uh, big things happening still at A to Z. Super super cool for that. Um, so follow A to Z Sports on all of the show- socials and follow Titan Up Podcast on all the socials too. Let's we're gonna have some fun this season. We're getting closer every single day, every single second. We're another second closer to the football season, and uh, we'll be uh, turning out content on our. Um, socials of course so um okay uh with all of that said bad internet connection and all until next week tighten up they're the tennessee titans they're the tennessee titans they'll keep on fighting all the way they're the tennessee titans they're the